Welcome into another All 22 Daily. I'm Chris Lombardi and I'm joined by Ray Cotto. We are in the last position of the defense, right? We're moving to safety. And uh, Ray, you're going to kick it off with Jordan Battle. Yeah, so I, I think I mentioned maybe a month or so back when we were just talking at a high level about this draft class before really diving in. Uh, I think around NFL Combine time, actually, so probably two months ago now, that um, there weren't any high-end safeties. We were being a bit harsh, I would say. Uh, but I did mention that I liked Jordan Battle and thought he was someone who we should keep an eye on in this draft class who maybe just wasn't getting talked about very often, right? So um, Jordan Battle, he's 6'1", 209 pounds, which is pretty standard in what you want to see uh, from a size perspective with 32-inch uh, arms. So again, that's like 63rd percentile, so above average there. Everything there from a, a body standpoint is above average. Eight and a half inch hands, fifth percentile. I'm sure you'll love that. Four, five, five, forty with a 1.56 10 yard split. So again, pretty much everything about him is above average from a height, weight, speed perspective. Nothing spectacular. Nothing to really ding him on, except for I guess hand size, if you will. As long as they're big enough to catch a football at that position, I think that's all that really matters. Um, but my, my quick notes on Jordan Battle when you watch him is he's got a solid build, um, nothing that really stands out as, as a deficiency on tape. Uh, he's very quick downhill, and his closing speed when either making a break on the ball or coming up to make a tackle was better than I anticipated. Um, but at the same time, he's not very rangy in deep coverage. He's certainly not a center field type, but I think... What maybe helps him is what we've seen lately in the NFL as far as uh, the increase in frequency of just two deep shell coverages by, by defenses now um, that kind of mitigates that lack of range, if you will, so to speak, because I think as a, as a deep cover two safety, he's perfectly fine, right? He's, not, he's just not a, a uh, you know, super athletic playmaker on the back end who can go from the opposite hash all the way to the sideline or something to make a play on the ball, which very few can do anyway. So I'm not really holding that too much against him. Um, but again, he's aggressive and sound when coming downhill to make plays. He can be a bit hit and miss as a tackler, which is pretty much everybody these days. It's pretty common, to be honest. Um, maybe I'm just getting numb to that, but it seems like 80% of prospects I watch are just, they make most tackles, but then they'll have some bad whiffs where they'll get stiff-armed into the turf here or there. It just kind of comes with the territory these days. Um, so all in all, Jordan Battle is what I see as a solid but unspectacular player. So he's likely to grade very well in the league because he's just assignment sound. He's where he needs to be, and he's quick to get there. Um, but he's not a superstar. He's not going to be an elite top five level safety um, who's the cornerstone of a defense or someone you you really build around. Just a very good, solid player, someone that you draft, you put in your starting lineup, and you don't worry about him. So um, I'm a fan overall, right? Not everybody's a superstar. You need guys like this on your team. You need guys like this to play important roles on your team. And I think he's someone that is up to the task. What's going to be my number one thing about him that I like? That you like? That I like. What's the number one thing? What do you think? Mm, that you that you like. 
I don't know. It's a trickery. This is safety. It's not corner. I have no idea where you're going with this. No idea. He played th over 3,000 snaps. Uh, yeah, that's right. I should have so known that. Yeah, so you're talking about that. a guy with a lot of experience. A lot of I experience. Say, I was going to say his last name if you if you made me oh. guess, but sure. <laughs> I like that too, but no, it's, it's the number of snap played. I think uh, this class of safeties is one that looks like it lacks a lot of experience. And this is like one guy that has a ton of experience. Uh, he's a guy, like you said, I think is going to step into the league and be a starter and a solid player for a team. Never going to be a superstar, never going to be a top five player. Uh, wanted to ask you, cause it, I was, it was a little convoluted what you said. So I want I want a little clarity. Do you mm -hmm. think that he's a center fielder or do you think that he's a strong safety? Because when I watched him, it seemed like he was maybe more, uh, a guy, like you said, comes downhill, not necessarily a guy that should be put in center field. Yeah, no, he's not a center fielder. He's he's a, ha a deep half safety at best. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want him patrolling the entire back end of the defense, but there's that those guys are so rare these days anyway that I, who really is anymore, right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely more of the the strong safety type with how he plays and how he comes downhill, and again is a deep half safety. Right, and normally I think that's less valuable. But in this class, I don't know if there's another guy that can do that as well as him. So he might have some value in this class. So I do like that about him. Uh, I don't really have much more to say about him. I'm going to move on. I'm going to go to Jair uh, Brown from Penn State. And Ray, usually when you give me a Penn State player to watch that I've never heard of, I'm just expecting a bag of crap. Uh, and I, They won I will... the Rose Bowl. They, they went 11-2. He... If it was just a bunch of bags of crap, they wouldn't be this good. <laughs> I say when, I've, when I haven't heard of them, right? And I haven't heard of this guy before you mentioned him to me. But I'm, I'm going to thank you for this one. He was, he was fun to watch. He's a good football player. I, I, you, should, you should say that more often. You should say thank you more often. It goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Brown is a little bit older. He's 23 years old. He's 5'11", 203 pounds. Uh, and he's really not the best athlete. He, he ran a four six five, and all of his jumping scores were very mediocre. So don't want to concentrate the conversation on that too much. Um, but I want to talk about his film because I do think he's a player that's worth watching. And I think he's a really a, a huge playmaker. So start with that, right? Talking about his playmaking specifically, as a junior, he's a guy that had five sacks, 27 stops, which again, according to PFF is means that the defense won and the offense lost. He made a play that made the offense lose what they were trying to do, right? 27 of those, and then four interceptions. So five sacks, 27 stops, four interceptions. He played 58 snaps from D-line, 157 from the box, 111 from the slot, and 347 at free safety. That's crazy. That's like a ton of range, right? And like we're just talking about Jordan Battle, which is why I kind of concentrated on where do we think he would play because I think he only has one place to play. I think Brown can play all over the field. So I love that about him. Um, and I wanted to concentrate on the top, top competition he faced, which was against Ohio State. So I'm going to talk about some of the positives and negatives I saw when watching that tape. Okay. So it was third and long, uh, a short pass, and he comes downhill hard. Wasn't supposed to be there. Comes downhill hard from about 10 yards away. Stops the guy near the line of scrimmage. Super positive play. It's fourth down, turnover. Next play, or a few plays later, right? Lines up as a slot corner. It's in the red zone. He comes down and uh, mans up on the slot receiver, covers it well, foot to foot. The guy runs it inside slant, covers it perfectly. 
uh, pass goes to Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course it does on the other side of the field. So it doesn't matter, but it was a great positive play. I didn't see a lot of man coverage in his film. So that one kind of stuck out to me as an example of him winning in man coverage. So I love to see it, see that. So then there was a play a few, a, a few plays later, there's a play where they're still on that goal line run and they do a run play up the middle. He comes downhill and kind of watches this pile form as it gets pushed towards the end zone and just kind of watches it happen. Like he's three steps away, could have come in and, you know, laid another body, just keep them out of the end zone. And he didn't. And they scored touchdown. Ohio State did not like to see that. Right. It was it was weird for me to see a low effort play from him because of all of the other high effort plays I did see from him. Then I think the most glaring play on his tape that I've seen was a run play up the middle. Ohio State is is down. It's the fourth quarter. There's eight minutes left, and they run the ball up the middle. He is playing center field, right? He is the lone safety. Um, he starts uh, by trying to lure them, showing that he's actually playing the left side of the field in some kind of cover two. And then at the snap, he moves towards center field, right? So he's trying to fool them, right? Doesn't work at all. They run it up the middle. The running back actually has this humongous hole. So I, I will say his defensive line and linebackers left him out to dry. But yeah. the running back the goes through this hole. They should have called timeout before the snap, and they did not. But yeah. So huge hole. Uh, running back goes through it. But the running back sees, sees him still moving towards center field, right? His momentum is still going away. Running back just takes it left, and it's a foot race, right? The angle that Brown took was not good. And on top of that, when you run a four six five, you have to rely on your angles. He was way too slow and just gets run right past. Ohio State scores. Again, they were losing with eight minutes left. They end up winning. All right, you don't have to go. You don't have to. All right. I do. The no, point. I do. We get the point. Goodness. When you're a leader of a team and you make a play like that, it's momentum changing. And I just want to, to say, like, he was a leader of that team. So I, I was actually giving him a compliment on top of the crap sandwich that I was creating, right? But okay, so that's kind of what I saw from that game. So a lot of good and a lot of bad. Uh, there were a few in that game also zone-covered sacks that, you know, he was in perfect coverage, right? So love to see that. Um, and I saw some other flashes on film I'll just quickly mention, right? His angles are usually fantastic. Because he is a step slow, he usually takes great angles. He makes good plays. Um, he has great ball skills. He has soft hands. He had a ton of interceptions, right? Um, and that is because of his great ball skills. So love to see that. It's almost like he had a magnet for overthrown balls. Like he puts mm -hmm. himself in a really great position and he catches a lot of those overthrown passes, which is a positive. I'm not going to knock him for that, right? Um, he's oddly a decent blitzer. Uh, considering his size at only, again, 5'11", and they blitzed him a lot. They sent him quite often, and he he did well, right? He had he had uh, five sacks on his junior season, so he has that versatility. Then the last thing, and the reason I called out that other play, is because he's usually a relentless tackler. If you are 30, ways, 30 yards away from him, he will run you down and make a play on the ball, um, something that is exactly what I want for my football team. It was weird I did not see it during that Ohio State game as much as I would have liked to. Um, and then lastly, he can shed blocks, right? Because he is a safety that plays both strong and free and in the slot and as a blitzer and all these other things, um, he can take on blocks like a strong safety can. And that was pretty cool to see from a guy without this great, amazing height. Um, I think he held up against the good talent that he faced, uh, and he's a good football player. 
I think he's going to have to play kind of like a hybrid role in the NFL. I don't know if he ends up being like a starter day one guy where he has a role and he knows what he's meant to do. I don't think it's that. I think he's going to be put on the field a lot because um, NFL teams tend to use three safeties a lot. Um, and I think he has a really good NFL career ahead of him. So again, thankful that you uh, let me watch him. Yeah, I think he's the kind of guy where if if you if you draft him and you just say, okay, great, you're a strong safety now, you're just going to be my strong safety. You're 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 doing yourself a disservice because he can do so many things well, but nothing necessarily outstanding. He's just a good football player. Someone you draft, and like you said, he's versatile. You can use him how you need to use a player on your defense to fill whatever hole you have in your personnel uh, or whatever you need to get done. And he, he will do it right. He's the type of guy that you'll draft. He'll be a big part of your defense and have a contributing role for a team or teams for eight or nine years. And he'll never be a superstar, but he can play linebacker in the nickel. Uh, he can, he can play, you know, a cover two shell at safety. He can play, you know, kind of a, a, a zone slot type uh, nickel position. If you, if you have to big nickel, he can do, he can do it all. He can do it all, but he's not, again, he's not an elite athlete. He doesn't have an elite ceiling. He's just a football player who will just get stuff done. And those guys are valuable. They're never superstars. They're usually drafted in the fifth round, fourth or fifth round. And they just go on and have their careers. And they do well for the team that drafted them. That's pretty much what he is. Um, I think, like you said, he's never been that athlete. I think uh, he went to junior college. And then after a year or two of junior college, he was, or maybe prior to going to junior college, something like that, his only offer was like a D2 school and in New Jersey that, you know, no one's ever heard of. And he kind of bet on himself, went to junior college, got an offer from Penn state and then kind of took off from there. And he was like the last kid offered in his recruiting class. You know, he, he's that story, which, which is essentially, again, you kind of see that show up when he does the athletic testing. And for the most part that that type of athleticism is what drives recruitments. And he didn't have that. So he had to, he had to really take the long road to get to where he is uh, today. So, Again, an, another not superstar in this safety class, but someone who does a lot of things well that coaches are just going to love, right? Fans will probably underappreciate him, but the coaches will love him. He's that kind of player. Sure. And while I think speed is often very overrated in the NFL, uh, especially at the positions that they talk about it a lot, right? Receiver, running back, they talk about how speed is super important. I think when you really look at the players that are successful, it tells you a different story. Uh, is the same true on defense? Uh, on the whole, no. Individually, yes, but on the whole, no. Um, I think I think for corner, it's not overrated. I, I think you need it. You simply do. And yes, there's good corners who run low four fives, high four fours. But for the most part, you you just need that speed nowadays in the NFL um, because of how spread out it is. But individual pieces here or there, you don't need the speed as long as you understand the angles and you're in you're in good position. That's what matters more. Okay. All right. Tell me about the next guy, JL Skinner. Another interesting one. Um, I feel like Boise State prospects are actually usually just always really interesting. Uh, but he stands out immediately when you watch him. He's 6'4, 209 pounds, and you just see this big, tall, long guy on tape. He, he tore his, I think, pectoral uh, late in the season. So you don't really have any athletic testing numbers to go off of, but he did measure in 6'4, 209 with 32 inch arms. So again, good length there. Uh, and of course your favorite eight and a quarter inch hands. That is the 
one percentile. I'm not even sure if, if that's, if you say one or first or one, um, but yeah, really small hands for an otherwise really big and long frame for a safety. Um, so again, I, I guess as long as they're big enough to catch the ball, I don't know, but, um, for a big and long player, he was surprisingly agile to me, uh, especially when when uh, moving laterally and kind of uh, turning and and keeping up with some out routes and, and and corners and things like that. I was I was pleasantly surprised. It actually kind of popped off the screen how well he was able to sort of change directions every now and again. Uh, he's more of a volatile player than someone like Jordan Battle, um, in the sense that he's even quicker downhill to make plays on the ball, whether it's again in, in pass coverage or to come up and, and play the run, but he can be over aggressive and he'll miss more tackles. He'll lay more big hits, but he'll miss more tackles. Uh, and then the same kind of goes for him playing the ball downfield. Oftentimes he will overrun uh, the ball when it's in the air and that will lead to some big plays. He has the range to get there, right? He's got these big strides. He covers ground, but just doesn't, make a play on the ball all that often or all that well. So um, it's, it's tough to reconcile and, and it's one of those things where you get concerned. It's, it's some guys just don't have that innate knack or ability or feel to track the ball when it's in the air. It kind of goes back to that comfort. I think I mentioned that with Trey Tomlinson when it came to sort of that press coverage and, and those fade routes downfield, some guys are just comfortable in those situations and some guys aren't. And I'm not sure if it's a comfort thing for Skinner or if he's just so hair on fire when he plays that he just needs to slow down. Uh, but he's volatile. And when you're talking about a safety, you're supposed to be safe. It's the last line of defense. And he doesn't quite play that way. So with his size and his length and his physicality, albeit a bit up and down, is he better suited as a big linebacker, as a hybrid uh, type player in a big nickel where he's not going to be asked to uh, play the pass 30 yards downfield, whether in deep half quarters or, or center field? I definitely don't think he's a center fielder in that regard. Um, is he more of a, 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 big, a big nickel player, a hybrid linebacker type in passing situations uh, with perhaps some upside given his frame? I think that may be more the play here because he has a lot of the same uh, traits or positives to his game that Jordan Battle has, but a lot less control as a player, and that matters when you're talking safety. Do you know the kid from school that would uh, you'd be playing basketball and the kid would show up? He's never played basketball before, but he's like this insane athlete, and it just turns into like he's always a step behind, so he ends up like fouling a ton. And uh, like he's 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 good. He's just always a step slow. He doesn't have instincts. It's a lot of what I saw with Skinner. Like he just looked like he was hesitant, and then he was trying to be like the athlete that he is. I don't love that about his game. Um, I don't love you know. I actually don't love a lot about his game, uh, but I do think that he you know I I liked your idea of maybe he's really meant to be some kind of like hybrid linebacker in the league, and I would not rely on him and being my last line of defense. Yeah too too volatile there you're, you're playing with fire um the upside i think is if you can turn him into an athletic quote-unquote linebacker and passing downs mm -hmm. which which the league is moving towards so it, it's a good time for someone like this to be coming into the league too right i think 10 years ago 
you say, okay, you're too small to be a linebacker and you're, you're not very good in deep coverage as a safety or, or you're too inconsistent. I won't say not good because he does have some flashes, but too inconsistent for a coach to trust. And then he would have a short career as a result. I think this is a good time for a player like this to be entered into the league. Um, it's just a matter if he takes to that role. And of course, we, the health, right? He, he did Terrace Peck for the most part. I mean, I'm sure he should be fine, but you never know about the medicals. Sure. And like, tell me, tell me if you disagree, but I think in an all 22 draft, I don't think I'm drafting him at all. I think I don't draft him, but I keep an eye on him because I think two or three years down the road is when he might hit his sweet spot as he starts getting comfortable in the league and into a role that he can start showing some better instincts with. Uh, but until then, I don't think I even want to roster him. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going more for someone like a Jordan Battle who's consistent and will grade well, even if he's not a superstar. And, and I mean, we saw it at safety, right? It's, it's hard to find good safeties in, in, in this league. There aren't many out there that grade consistently well. Even a Javon Holland had a down year after his, his torrid starter. His torrid that means good, right? Sure. Great start uh, to his, to his career overall. Um, so safety's safety's a bit of a minefield too to navigate and it's it's tough to find many good ones and if you have one you hold on to them so i think if you have someone who's steady that's sort of the move at safety as opposed to maybe chasing ceiling because you like one specific thing about a player whether it's their size or they're really fast or or they got a ton of picks in college or whatever it is um you you want to find that consistency because that's that's what sort of wins the day at that position which again is is named after being safe. So don't, don't overthink it and try to, you know, put, put it all on, uh, you know, red 22 or something when you're supposed to be safe. Right. And I'll move it forward. Talking about the last guy here, Antonio Johnson. He's a 21 year old junior out of Texas A&M, six to 198 uh, pounds. And he just made my snap count threshold of a 1500 <laughs> snaps in college. So love to see that. He graded very well as both a run defender and in coverage. Uh, as a sophomore, he had an 89.5 run defensive grade and an 88.7 coverage grade. And then as a junior, followed it up with some more great scoring. So 83.7 run defense grade, 79.7 coverage grade. So those, those numbers are fantastic. And it's actually some of the best we've seen of this class at safety. Uh, so on top of that, he played really good competition, right? He's not playing UConn. He's playing Alabama. So um, he did this against great competition. He missed some time this year with some injuries, but came back and, and was able to finish out the year. So I do like to see that as well. He was hungry to get back there um, and, you know, help his stock when it's, when it's about going into the NFL the next year. Teams want to see a guy finish strong, and I think he did that. But watching him for a second, third time, I didn't love what I saw nearly as much as I did the first time. I don't see an explosive playmaker. And I think this is going to sound really harsh, but I think his play is a little lazy. He's slow to react and he has heavy feet when he's playing the run. Um, don't know if you saw this Ray, but he legit never ever wraps up when he tackles. He's just trying to hit stick people with his shoulder and he misses a lot of tackles because of it, right? He gives up stupid yardage because he's not finishing a tackle. He's just trying to hit stick somebody because he's a little bit bigger, right? Um, and he runs tall. Like he, he runs as if he's standing upright. Some guys you see do that are usually the short guys that can't see as well. So it's weird seeing it from a guy that's that's 6'2", right? It just doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, 
And then his combine mirrors a lot of what I saw on tape, right? He ran a four five two, which shows that he has good speed, but he only had a 31 inch vert, 118 inch broad jump and did eight reps of the bench press. Like being that big and only doing eight rent bet, eight reps on the bench press tells me maybe you're a little lazy, right? Cause you're not in the weight room working on your stuff. Uh, and all of those numbers are like bottom percentile. His vert and his bench press were bottom 5% of safety. So not great, right? The list of things I like is a short list. He puts himself in position to be successful, right? Like those tackles he's missing, he's still there. Like he's still in the positions that he's in um, to make a play. He just wasn't making the plays. Uh, he has decent instincts. He's physically stronger than a lot of his competition because of just his natural size. But I think to be successful at the next level, he's going to have to show a sense of urgency that I did not see once in his game. He's going to have to develop technique that he he won't be able to just rely on his size and strength. And I think he needs to show passion for what he's doing that I didn't see. Again, I think I'm being really harsh, but this is a guy that I think initially people were talking about being a first round talent. I think people are still talking about him being a second round talent with what I saw on tape. I don't take a shot on him in an actual NFL draft to the fourth round and in an all 22 draft. I'm not sure I do at all. Yeah, you are harsh. Um, I think he's a wake up call player. I think he's the type of player that gets drafted into the league and then finds out really quickly that you're not at Texas A&M. You're not in college anymore, that these are professionals and you have to change how you go about things in order to be successful because there was some laziness to his game. He, he did take some plays off. And when you're on defense, I mean, you, very few NFL players as a whole can take plays off and they usually play wide receiver and they're usually very good at wide receiver. It's very rare that a defensive player can get away with taking some plays off. Um, at safety. So I think, especially at safety. So I think that's, um, I think it's, he's a wake up call player and that's something he's going to learn very quickly in the league that the attention to detail really matters and you've got to be on every every day, every hour, every meeting, every rep. Um, and if he takes well to that, I do think there's upside there. The thing that I have with Antonio Johnson is I'm not sure exactly what to do with him because when you look at him, you go, all right, he's a, he's a long player. He's, you know, he's six, three, he's, he's fast. I kind of want him back deep, but as far as where he looked comfortable playing, it was more so when he was lined up in the slot, but I don't see him as a slot defender in the NFL. So I think there's a little bit of projection into how he fits best to a team. And I think that's my biggest on-field question mark, along with how he takes two off the field. Because I agree, you watch him and you saw things that you like and you go, okay, yeah, that that's good. Oh, okay, he's moving pretty well here. I, I like how he's... Uh, you know, how he's sort of covering some ground here, but then he would not finish the play when uh, when he's in position to make a tackle or something, which I, I, I mean, I said it 20 minutes ago, it's kind of everybody. Um, so I don't hold it too much against him, but it is something that has to be cleaned up. I just have questions about where he's going to fit best in the league. Where is someone going to put him? Because I think he looks best in the slot, but don't think he profiles best in the slot in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing I want to see. And then same thing as far as, you know, are you going to get your hands on the ball? Are you going to, are you going to get a lot of interceptions? Uh, he only had one throughout his entire college career. 
and that's that's usually not something that gets a lot better in the league. You don't go from one college career interception to you know four a year in the NFL. It just it, it very rarely, if ever, works out that way. So that's another question I have. So I kind of like the the athleticism there and and what he could become. So I may take a shot at him late in a rookie draft, maybe sixth or seventh round, depending on what's left, what's on the board. If I don't have anything that I really need to plug as far as a need goes, but I'm keeping an eye on him. I'm not, it's definitely not someone I rely on early on in his career until I figure out exactly how he's going to fit in the NFL and what his role is going to be. Sure. That's fair. I think uh, I was also skewed a bit, right? Because I just had watched Jair Brown and he is like such a high effort player. And then I go and watch Jordan battle. Who's also a very high effort player. And then I go to jail Skinner and Antonio Johnson, and they just weren't. And on top of that, we're, we're coming off of one of the best safety classes I think we've seen in our lifetime, uh, full of these high effort players, full of guys with range and size and skills that I don't think we saw from anybody this year. So it's, it's, it's hard to be, what's, what's the word, you know, like in a class where there's 15 first round picks, but you need to take 32 guys. It's hard to think that way. Right. And that's, I think what we have to do a little bit when we're looking at these guys. So maybe I was a little bit harsh. Um, but that's, I think to sum up kind of the safety classes, it's, it's just that kind of a class. Yeah. It's not the one to get excited about and you'd rather not need safety in a class like this, but there are some guys, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I like battle. I like you, you, you like Jair Brown. I, I mean, I kind of like him too. Right. Again, you, you can't be, you can't be looking for a superstar here. You have to look for, again, safety. That's 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 how you kind of got to approach this this position group in this class because you're not going to find that perennial eight-time Pro Bowler. It, they're just not here, or at least they're not prospecting as that as we sit here today. Right. Okay, everyone. So that's uh that's us wrapping up the defensive position group. So next episode, we're going to get into defensive rankings. It was a lot of fun when we did the offense. Super excited to do it for the defense. And then we might get into the mock draft business a little bit, which will be fun. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you haven't yet, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at all22 underscore PFF. And leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much. Yeah.